Welcome back, people, to Movie Rewrite, where we talk about, again, I guess a Netflix original. That's what Netflix tells me it is. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. That is a long-ass title. Yeah. But fitting, I guess. I guess. Uh, We are going to... I don't know, Jake. This is a bad movie? No. Uh, depends <laughs> on what your definition of good and bad is, but for me, uh, good and bad it was is. decent. It okay. was decent. I don't feel at home alone in this world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am alone. home alone in this world anymore. <laughs> Released February 24th, 2017, I think on Netflix. Uh, directed by Macon Blair. Macon Bacon. Macon Bacon Blair. Yeah. This guy is interesting. He's got 36 actor credits, and he wrote and directed wrote and directed this movie. Prior to this, he did some shorts, a screenplay for something called The Monkey's Paw, then did this movie, and currently in post-production Brothers and The Toxic Avenger and 57 Seconds. So he's apparently busy. He's been an actor. I'm going all the way back to 2008 Law and Order. Uh, looks like kind of some bit pieces here and there. So apparently this dude's been around. I don't I don't know. Huh. Is there something called Murder Party? I might have to go back and watch some of these guy this guy's stuff. I don't I don't know. We'll see. His name doesn't even ring a bell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of an interest like again, this is I don't want to like, you know, say he is, doesn't do good work, but <laughs> kind of a small potatoes guy yeah. on Netflix doing some interesting stuff. But I can't I don't know if this was solely made for Netflix or if it was made and then Netflix bought the rights to it. It's neither here nor there because right. I it's not worth getting into on that kind of stuff. Uh, this movie is also starring Melanie Lansky, and she's one of those I've seen here and there. And yeah. I'm not ever not like, oh, it's this chick. Ah, her face is eh, very whatever. familiar, I, but yeah, I I didn't even know her name. I, I know her face, though. Yeah, exactly. She shows up and stuff like, oh, okay, I know who that is. I'm... Yeah. I, cool. All right. She's a decent actress. Uh, she's done some like, yeah, exactly. Uh, an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, let's see here. Just, she's two and a half men back in. Oh, wow. Freaking time that she was on there. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. And what hot American summer 10 years later. She's just been around. Yeah. Glad she was in this. She uh, currently in Yellow Jackets and some miniseries in post-production called Candy. Oh, currently, well, currently for me, I'm watching Don't Look Up. She's in that. That is also on Netflix. Oh, so she is? I watched yeah. that. I don't remember her. Uh, she is the wife of DiCaprio. Oh, that's right. Ah. That's right. Uh, also, also mainly starring Elijah Wood. If you don't know who Elijah Wood is, I mean... Not much I can do for you. Sin City, Frodo. No, he, yeah, was he yeah, Frodo? Yeah, he was. God. I say that, and I'm like, <laughs> he I, was I in a little movie had called Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Yeah, that just that small trilogy of like 18 hours of a movie called Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. kind of a big deal. <laughs> Elijah Wood. <laughs> oh, he's here and there. Uh, he's a guy too. Uh, Wilfred, that TV show Wilfred. Yeah. I enjoyed him in. Yeah, he's a, that when, was every, good. anytime he's in stuff, I'm just like, yeah. That's Elijah Wood. I he was also I like in uh, the movie Cooties, wasn't he? Oh, the kid zombie movie. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep, yep. And there's that. The other shocker to this movie that I didn't see coming was Jane Levy making an appearance, and she's one of those. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh yeah, she's a thing. Why don't I see her in more stuff? It's because it's stuff I don't watch. Like a movie called Monster Trucks, where there's a literal monster in a truck from outer space. Uh, I never saw Don't Breathe. I hear that's supposed to be good. I did see her in the uh, Evil Dead remake. I don't know why you'd ever remake that movie, but it was done. So she's in Castle Rock. Uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, I think, is her most current and probably gives her the most work. Suburgatory. So she's been around. Anyway, so this little movie, not much to it. Kind of a small crew. And... Wait, Jean Levy, when... She was in this? When? Uh, She's like the uh, crazy chick. No, she is? Who... Whoa, she yeah, doesn't look like herself at <laughs> all. 
<laughs> no, that didn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that didn't ring a bell at all. I was just like, oh, there's some crazy brunette. <laughs> that's. <laughs> it took me a couple. That's what it is. She didn't have the red hair. If she had the red hair, I'd be like, it's her. <laughs> I think. I think like the first time she was on screen, like she looks familiar, and then the second time I was like, I don't know who that is, and like by the fifth, I was like, I think that's her. Okay, yeah. I think many many podcasts ago, I championed her to play Mary Jane in a Spider Man movie, but oh yeah, whatever. that's neither here nor there. We're not we're not going to do Spider Man talk. Yeah, as much yeah. fun. Bring as back Tobey Maguire, and then she could be yeah Mary Jane. <laughs> How dare you diss Kristen Dunst like that? I mean, uh, she's not even a redhead, right? Well, Jane Levy not, might not be a redhead either. So yeah, let's don't go saying who's <laughs> yeah. natural redheads yeah. or not. I don't want to know. It's called a wig or die. Right? We never know. Yeah, never ever ever know. <laughs> I, the plot to this movie is when a depressed woman is burgled, she finds a new sense of purpose by tracking down the thieves alongside her obnoxious neighbor. But they soon find themselves dangerously out of their depth against a pack of degenerate criminals. Okay, so. The start of this movie, I don't know about you, but I identified with right away. And we get kind of a day in the life of being around assholes all the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yep, I can understand what's going on right now. I feel the same way. Very relatable. So, yeah, yeah I she's a, oh, a nurse or a nurse's assistant. I forget what she said in this. And one of the scenes we get is she is taking care of an elderly patient who talks about not wanting a giant dick in her pussy and then dies. Yeah. And last you, you get the scene of like, yeah. <laughs> 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 and then you get like the right after that is the son of deceased is talking to the doctor and he's like, well, there any last words. And she's like, uh, like, no, like you can't say your mom's last word was pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, she didn't say anything. Or you have to lie, like, oh, she said that she loved her family very much. Like, right, right. That small example, just like that starts to wear on a person if you're hearing that stuff and then somebody dies or just around death and having to lie to people of, yeah, that, their last words were so comforting and so great <laughs> and praised you instead of <laughs> something horrendous that you'd never want to know about. Right, right. Or... The other part too is that they could hear that and be like, "Yep, that was that was definitely them." <laughs> uh, she was always talking about that stuff. Of course, that was her last. Yeah, because why wouldn't it be? Yep, that sounds exactly like her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get the scene of she's getting cut off at the grocery store, trying to get into a line. She's shopping, and someone just drops their food on the ground. It doesn't bother to pick it up, and. Boy, speaking as the old man curmudgeon, I I used to work pushing carts. Well, that's not all I did at this place, but there were times you had to go out and push carts. And I'm not the first one to ever say this, but sometimes you can gauge a person and maybe a little bit of society on uh, if they can put their carts back. Right. Yeah, just pushing your cart back. Yeah, that's it. And my thing is, Man, you've got it so good that you can go to a place and fill your cart up with anything you want, and you're just going to leave your cart out here to blow in the wind and yep. maybe dent someone else's hard-earned property yep. or make this worker go out and have to find it and God knows where. Like, yeah, just walk it back to the just walk it back to the stall. There's there's multiple do. corrals that's all you have located to do. very close yeah. to where wherever you park. It doesn't matter. They that's how they situate them. No, it's the same. Well, I can't be inconvenienced to walk exactly. that much further to put my cart back. No. It's the same people that will hike out food and drinks into the forest. And then once they've consumed the products, they'll leave the litter because the litter is way too oh, difficult yeah. to bring back because it's, you know, yeah, way more difficult than the food it. or the drink. Yeah. Yeah. Same sort of mentality. It's like, what are you doing? Come on. You know, if you, uh, Anytime you're driving anywhere, just watch the right, you know, just watch the side of the road. I've been, I've been known to stop and pick up stuff like a brand new freaking push broom, like straight from the store because someone just threw it in the back of their truck and didn't care and somehow it blew out or, yeah. I mean, how many mattresses do you see? Right. So basically what I'm trying to say is <laughs> the thesis to this movie is everybody's an asshole. What can be done about it? Yeah. Is that kind of what this is asking? Ah, yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah, everybody sucks, and how do you deal with it? Just a small snapshot of this is she is, we see her having, I mean, it's just everything that an asshole person would do, does without any thought. She's at the bar enjoying a drink after listening to a woman say her last curse words and die, you know, at the bar drinking, rating a book she likes, minding her own business, and this guy kind of, okay, help me understand this. Is he trying to pick her up and he he kind of feels like she's deflecting or isn't interested, so he purposely ruins it for her to be a dick? Or there is no intent of picking her up and he's just a dick and it, spoiling the, the book for her anyway? Because like he knowingly is like, oh, by the way, and she's like, oh, cool. Well, you ruined it. I think it's more to the point of he's doing it subconsciously. Like he's to the point of people are inherently shitty. That that was my take because like you're saying at first it was like, "Oh, he this is a great way to like pick up on her." And then it's like, "No, he's just you know, having a discussion because he's grabbing beers." He's not interested in her. Well, he's, he, he, yeah, and he notices the book. He's like, oh, I read right. that. So they, like, it's a little conversation piece. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he spoils it, and you're like, oh, yeah, people do that all the time. When it, If it's movies, if it's books, you know, people just do it without even realizing that they're jumping to the point where, you know, it's a big turn. It's a big twist. Here's the big reveal. Oh, you're, oh, that's right. You haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> just like being unaware that they're just ruining stuff. That was my take. Yeah, and it just kind of speaks to the spoil culture anyway of yeah. people like, oh, don't spoil that. And like, dude, that, that show's been over for five years. Like, if you haven't, you know, like uh, Game of Thrones is probably one of the most popular examples right now of like things being spoiled. And like, I've never watched that fucking show and I never will because I don't care. <laughs> so spoil the hell out of it for me. I, I tried once. I can't. I It's not my thing. Huh crazy but i remember that was a big issue too of like the spoilers no one say the spoilers even with movies these days i've you've read articles of people walking out of a star wars and walking down the line of the next group going in be like oh luke skywalker dies and you're like well is that true or not and then like you know i mean like just let somebody have a moment and experience that for themselves like who are you to come in and be like oh by the way well i would say that's yeah that is I feel like the the movie walking out of a movie by people that are about to watch it and you're discussing it with a friend, I feel like that's more acceptable than having a one-on-one conversation with somebody that's reading a book. You can clearly see they're halfway through, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, because yeah. I would do that in a movie too. You get out and you want to talk about stuff. And you, you're, you're like in the zone, tunnel vision, talking to your friend, you know? Yeah. Versus talking to a stranger. That's true. Oh, yeah, once you get to that part, yeah, it's crazy, but there's so many clues, and it's like, do you not realize what you're saying right now? And then I don't think <laughs> I don't think he does, yeah. Thinks that everybody's already there, selfish. I don't know, unaware, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the plot summary of saying that like, she's depressed. I read a couple other things, uh, I think there are reviews saying, I don't know if you can, uh, wh- why does somebody need to be depressed to be tired of, of Just, feeling like everybody's shitty? Yeah, normal, boring unpleasant life yeah because what's she gonna do you know she we're introduced to her like her best friend and i mean it is obvious the best friend's husband has like just disdain for her for whatever reason yeah like either like she's too needy or she's whiny or right you know what i mean like it's there's no compassion at all and you know she uh has a sign on her yard you know no poop (laughs) <laughs> There's always dog poop in her yard. She finally just picks some up in a bag and wings it at the guy, that Elijah Wood's <laughs> character, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, you know, sorry." Like eventually, he's like, "I, I at a different encounter, I'm sorry. I just sometimes get into my own little world and I forget what my dog Kevin does. Like I'm not paying attention. Like, yeah, I apologize." And I think that little snapshot is an interesting thing. Of if it happens consistently, who's to blame? Like, oh, okay, so the dog's got a favorite shitting spot. Right. But what do you... So who who's at fault? I mean, the dog's going to do what the dog's going to do. He doesn't know any better. Right. So it's, it's the, the owner, owner, like... But then you're also and, with and him, it, too. You're like, yeah. yeah. Your your escape is your own thoughts in that moment. Like, that's like your one moment of, like, serenity, so... 
So yeah. here, here's my question to you. You constantly find dog poop in your yard. You have a pretty good idea of who it is. Do you just suck it up and pick it up, or do you make a big stink about it? Because you could take the route of, okay, maybe this person just, maybe there's just something going on. They go for a walk. They're just tuned out. They're not paying attention. This is my way of helping or being support. I don't know how you want to phrase it. Or do you make a big stink about it? You wait out there in the shadows and you wait for the poop to happen and then you strike. Yeah, you throw. What do you do? Pull a monkey and throw poop at at the people. <laughs> and it's not the dog poop. It's your own poop. And you say, how do you like that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. <laughs> like, I totally see where she's coming from of being super irritated because I would be too. But it's also like, yeah, to your point, what do you do then? Do you just deal with it, pick it up? Or do you like, Wait in the shadows, in the bushes, and confront them. Got to confront them because yeah. I don't think they'll stop. I identify with this movie, and when we get to the reviews, you'll see a different. And you could say that, man, Cole, you just need to chill the fuck out. You just need to calm down. But I, I identified with her because it's like how when you start feeling like you're pushed around all the time. Yeah. When do you push back? And I feel like in some ways this is, man, I. <laughs> I don't want to bring this up, but it, because it's so much in the pop culture, Joker. This is so much of a Joker scenario of oh, you know, one bad one bad day. It takes one bad day just to turn someone batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. When they and snap. what you do when it's multiple and multiple and the disrespect and the feeling like nobody is even caring or can see you, you know, cutting in front of you, right, you know, right, right in front of you at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. again do you make us think about it like what but uh, that stuff adds up and i identify a little bit with it because i'm walking with my son into a place and there's this big ass truck parked not in a parking spot that like it's specifically made you know for a lot like for not that mm-hmm. but there's a truck there and we're walking past it. i don't know anybody's in, the, in it and i get halfway past the truck and all of a sudden like it starts moving and turning towards me and my son and, like, I have to stop so that they can, like, realign their truck because they didn't back it in enough. And, again, I, it goes back to, well, do I need to stand there and be like, dude, did you not see us here? And, like, make them aware of their surroundings? Or is this person just straight up being a dick and doesn't care? Yeah, well, you're... Oh, they'll, they'll stop You're I'm in Texas, here. so, yeah, they're straight up being a dick <laughs> and they don't care. Yeah, I mean, okay. we, we know what type of people Texans are, so... Yeah. Wow, dude, you're going to offend none of our audience because no one listens. It's Yeah. <laughs> and if they are, they're <laughs> definitely not in Texas. They're <laughs> somebody or somewhere else. Yeah, but that, that can happen anywhere yes. is my point. But is, what I'm saying, too, is like Texas has that reputation for their citizens thinking that, you know, they are more important than everybody else. You know, they have the ego. Now, I, moving from Helena down here, the assholes are everywhere and they're the exact same. Right. I would agree. But that's the thing about Helena is that all the transplants are mostly from Texas, so Ooh, okay, maybe. There's a very, very high okay. population let's don't, in Texas. <laughs> let's don't just start digging on one state, buddy. Just because that's where I'm at right now doesn't mean they're not everywhere. <laughs> they are everywhere though. That's messed they up. They are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is how she essentially meets her soon to be Oh, how would you call him? Good friend. Partner. Partner in crime? Yeah. For sure. Partner in crime. Both of them are kind of loners. Yeah. He seems a bit eccentric when they meet. He's outside listening to some heavy music, weightlifting. Uh, We come to find out he's big into martial arts, loves throwing (laughs) stars, loves the nunchucks, just loves. Morning stars as well. All all that stuff. And so he's an interesting kid. He's one of those unassuming dudes because, oh my gosh. So. Her house gets broken into, and again, this movie goes out of its way to purposely tell you how shitty life is. Her house gets burgled, her laptop's taken, some silver from her grandmother's gone, and her argument with that is, you know, nobody, nobody knows this woman but me. I'm the I I carry the like one of the last few things that were ever hers, so right. it means something to me. It means nothing to anybody else. And, I don't know, a couple of their knick-knacky things. So when she gets the cops, they're basically like, well, if you left the door open, like, this is just random stuff that was stolen. We don't care. Yeah. 
like it's kind of that victim blaming right and yeah at what point does the police force have to put in the effort like oh we got to find another computer and silverware okay well, oh and prescription drugs right and the other they never get those back the other problem too is traceability like i've i've been robbed before uh stuff out of my vehicle and it was same deal it was like well you shouldn't have had stuff in there um, granted, obviously, they shouldn't have <laughs> stolen it, but again, it was more oh. of an issue of traceability. Say we find a stash of stuff. Do you have serial numbers? Well, then we can't link it back to you. Sorry, essentially, it's gone forever. You know, file a basically insurance, doing it. You know, well, yeah, exactly. The, calling the cops on that is just be able to have a case number to file right. an insurance claim. Right. Yep. You're never getting that shit back ever. Yep. It's gone unless it's all serial numbered. Yeah. Well, and the cops even, like, unless they're so stupid, like, they don't wipe it, I guess you could track it. Right. You know, while we're on the subject of the cop, he's very dismissive when she brings evidence, and I don't come to your work and tell you how to do your job. And a couple encounters later, he's like, well, I'm getting divorced, and so he's, like, depressed about it. Mm -hmm. And again, I think this movie is trying to ask, how much leeway do you need to give to somebody because you don't know what's going on in their right. life? Right, right. So with her acting, you know, with her actions and feeling like she's not at home in this world because everybody's an asshole, how much of that does she need to be like perspective wise? Okay, maybe everybody's just having a rough time. Right. Like I think that's the I think that's the question this movie's trying to ask is do you just let everything go and assume people are just having a shitty day too and not mean to be an asshole? Or do you have to take the other approach and say, Everybody's just so purposeful in their words and their actions right. that everybody sucks. Yeah, that is a good question because in the movie doesn't aren't the roles reversed and once she has a purpose, once she has a goal of trying to recover her stuff and like track track down these people, doesn't she start cutting people off in line and stuff and essentially taking the role that other people were taking advantage of her? That was my view. Yes. Well, you know, going back to the computer, she enlists the help of Elijah Wood who brings I don't know what the hell is this a mace? The stick with a ball at the end of I it? It was Morningstar. Uh, I, don't I know. mean, dude, I don't know my medieval. Well, no, I don't know the only weapons. reason I say that is because Wood had Wood's character had had mentioned that because okay. she had wanted the nunchakus, right? And then he was like, "This calls for a Morningstar." <laughs> oh, I guess I missed that part. Yeah, I or, when I heard I that, I was just it. like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> of course you do, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> These people end up turning on the computer so she can track it, and they go to the house, and he busts this dude's face. No, you know, and then they walk into the house, the dude and all busts these people are face. like, "Oh, does he go to grab well, it?" And he, okay, well, right yeah. there is when you're like, "Okay, Elijah Wood's character doesn't does he's not a fighter. He's a person that buys a bunch of stuff that he's interested in, but doesn't know how to use any of these weapons. You know, he just can throw a throwing star pretty good. Yeah, into a wall." Like, and that was after he, he held the morning star into the dude's face and the dude busts his own face with, with the morning star, like trying to take it from Wood's character. Uh, correction. He also puts a morning star into someone or a throwing star into someone's cheek. Yes. He did do that eventually. He is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they go to this house and basically they're on the, these well thieves are on the computer and they're like talking all this smack and elijah wood walks in and starts putting throwing stars into the wall and like we don't know what you're talking about the computer and she like has the tracker she's like that's that's mine right and like oh okay but we didn't like we didn't steal it we just bought it yeah and then it leads them on this path of they go to the place they bought it from so here's here's like the moral dilemma we're talking about is she finds the silverware in this dude's place does she pay for it because she doesn't, she walks out for it and gets her finger broken, and this old guy gets punched, kicked in the face by Elijah Wood. Punched. Either way, yeah. they take out an old guy. So again, <laughs> we're back to morally, what are we saying here? Do you steal back your own property? This guy has no idea it was stolen or that it's yours. Well, obviously, with us being in the real world, no, you go through the proper channels <laughs> and you ident- uh, tell the cops... You know, hey, I found my stuff. It's at this place. Oh, I also found that the guy that, you know, is, I'm pretty sure that he's the one that stole it because of my footprint, you know, uh, impression that I took. He, she did. And he, they dismissed her. 
That's when he's like, don't do, don't do my job and don't work. Don't do this. Don't get involved right. at all. But at this point now she just has, forget about it. she has the link. That's why she was all distracted. Cause she was just going to grab the silverware and run and it would have been fine. It wouldn't been an issue with old dude, but instead she's got the tunnel vision tracking this dude and old dude is able to keep up and has his whole altercation and the dude runs away. He's able to get away yeah. in the van. I see where she's coming from, but also it's just like, okay, if you're going to go that route, then you got to choose. Are you going to stick with the silverware or are you going to stick with going after this guy? You can't do both. Yeah, because that was my question too. It's like, well, what are you going to do when you find him? Right. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, it's somebody who had total disregard for your stuff. What do you think you're going to say to him that's going to be? Exactly. Like, what do you what do you want to do? Somebody that has the balls enough to not only go to your house, but then feel free to go through it and find whatever they want to find. Clearly somebody with that mentality, I mean, what are they capable of? If you confront yeah. them, like you're saying. Yeah. And so during her investigation work of the house, she makes a plaster of Paris of a footprint in the backyard. That'll come back later. Don't worry about it. And then we kind of have the story change where we meet the burglar who, long story short, is a rich kid who pretty much got cut off and is entangled with this dude and Jane Levy's character who he, I don't know, a, when he steals stuff, he takes it to them and they pawn it for him? Like, they're... Right. They, I, he was in it. The kid was in and out of jail. Yeah, he's he's literally something. the definition of a bad apple. Like, he, <laughs> he grew up in a rich family. All he had to do was stay within the lines and not be terrible, but instead could not help himself but to be the worst. Like you're saying, yeah, uh, with the group, he essentially would rather be a part of a misfit band of amateur criminals than live a good life and have his dad pay for everything. Well, we're introduced to him taking an upper decker at this party that he's not invited to because he's there thieving. Yeah. I mean, we're going the extra mile to paint this guy as just... He is the worst. An awful person. He is terrible. As we're introduced to these characters, and I think we got to start asking the question, once we're introduced to these people, the fates that they get, are they justified? So let's do the rundown. We've got Ruth, Elijah Wood, who are partnered up. Let's, let's, should we say they're the good team? Uh, yeah, in the, yeah, I would say that. And we've got the uh, thief, the girl, and the old guy that's part of their crew or whatever i don't he's like the ringleader and then yeah and then the rich kids mom and dad yeah and the mom makes it out alive she just runs and runs and runs and she's the stepmom too and it she she clarifies when they when uh ruth and and wood's character go to pseudo or i guess not pseudo they were completely faking being cops but questioning her about her son but uh, she, yeah, she describes him as. Do you remember the movie Damien? Oh yeah, you know, as like this yeah, this kid is yeah inherently evil. So like you're saying, I mean, we're getting everything we need to get about who the, who the character of this boy is. Like he's just bad. So I think would you agree the point in them thieving and selling the stuff is because they're trying to buy buy weapons to go rob his dad? Correct. That is my take. Yeah. It's all because they're trying to go after the big payday of dad. Yeah. And then they start getting more intertwined when Ruth goes to get her silverware. They see the van and then there's kind of some intermingling of stuff. Like they go to the kid's house and the kid's there like kind of watching. So they see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because they were. They they were intertwined eventually. Yeah. They were scoping out the dad's house and she happens to be there. And yeah, they. They start getting paranoid about it for good reason too, because she's definitely on their case. Yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, so basically, this movie is just showing us like a bunch of unfortunate events that are happening. Ruth, uh, yeah. kind of at a breaking point. Uh, Elijah Wood is like Tony wants to like help her. Their relationship kind of blooms a little well, bit. They also their I think sleep together. Their uh, their chemistry. As just people, personality-wise, like, they are perfect matches. Like, I can remember, like, as, as Tony is telling Ruth things, you could see it in her eyes. Like, she's like, wow, somebody that 
understands things like me. We have the same perception of life. Like we should, we're on the same page. And I think, yeah, he was all gun ho to do it all. Huh? Yeah. Not only that, but like his just perception of life too was the same. Like, I think that that's another narrative too. Like you're saying when people are like bummed out, it's mostly because they feel alone and isolated. Like you're saying, like her best friend, her best friend, you could tell couldn't relate. She was, she was trying to be comforting. And then the, the husband was not a fan of Ruth at all. Cause all, all he saw was a bummer, you know, and, and self-induced too, probably like, Oh, this is all because you bring it on yourself. I don't know. Then, then to have somebody that is literally believes you, not only believes you, but is motivated to help you in whatever, whatever situation you're in, sort of thing. It's very positive. Let's just get to the end of this thing because <laughs> a lot of it is just a lot. Well, I mean, I want to say like, I mean, we're building up like we have all these events yeah. that these characters don't know each other. These two opposing forces get more interlaced. The plot goes and goes and goes, and we find out. They're wanting to rob the dad. Yeah. And so Ruth goes home. She's just kind of like, she really just thinks like it's it's over, whatever. I It is what it is. The kid shows back up at her house and surprises her. And he, she freaking hits him in the neck with this plaster of Paris. And I think just breaks his windpipe. Yeah. So he stumbles out of the house trying to believe, you know, trying to breathe, gets hit by a bus. Yeah, Dunzo. And then... Jane Levy and the other dude, I think they called him like a Dracula kind of, like he just kind of looks skeezy and stuff, kidnap her. Now she's the third, like she has to go in there and help them rob yeah. this place. So Elijah Wood realizes like she's been kidnapped because he goes to the house. You know, it looks like signs of a struggle. He kind of puts two and two together, goes to the rich house where there's now a hostage situation going on. Yeah. So when I say let's talk about the fate of these people, let's talk about the fates because... Poor Ruth has to go through with this, and she starts vomiting when people start getting killed. Yeah. So I say we talk about the kills and what goes on. Yeah. So bodyguard. The the stepmom and bodyguard are put onto the couch, and they got to call the the dad down. And Jane Levy's sitting there with this, God, rusted ash <laughs> double barrel. Yeah. <laughs> and the stepdad, he kind of feels like something's going on, so he comes downstairs with a revolver out. And as soon as that gun like pops the corner, she just shoots that thing off. Yeah. And now you got Ruth over in the back puking her guts out because who wouldn't? Eventually he gets shot because the safe they're going for just has paperwork in it. Right. So the kid was wrong. Yep. It wasn't just a huge stash of money. He, I think, just gets shot in the head. The bodyguard gets shot. I mean, at this point we've got Elijah Wood shows up. He gets stabbed by Jane. Yeah. Jane eventually, she gets a throwing star to the face, gets a ricochet bullet shot to the head. Yep. And then Dracula dude gets shot in the leg or something. And then there's a chase through the forest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth is running for her life from Dracula dude. And, and then she eventually has to ditch Tony because he's just dead weight at this point. Yeah. I found this. So this scene is interesting to me is she's running through the forest and falls into a puddle. That's okay. A deep puddle. I'll give yeah, you that. It's a pond. And like, yeah, a snake comes by and goes around her. Right. And she's scared. So she gets out and about that, like right there, she kind of makes her last stand. Yeah. She gathers up some rocks. She talks some shit on this guy of like, Hey, how are those tattoos? They look like the, you did them yourself. They're super shitty. And throws rocks at this guy, and he ends up falling in the same puddle, pond, yeah. mini lake in the forest. And the same snake comes back and bites him. Yeah. Not... Is this movie trying... What? Yeah, go ahead. What? Go ahead. Yeah, I, no, what were you I, I was going to say, right there is where it lost me. For me, pretty much the whole movie was pretty believable until this point of like this snake that is like guarding this body of water i guess and is like an attack snake <laughs> i don't know that was the other problem too when he fell in he was making a bunch of noise and stuff like it was an alligator pit or something and then after you see that the snake bit his face which honestly would be realistic like when i'm thinking about it i'm like yeah snake the one thing you don't want to do is flail around a bunch it's gonna 
either out of fear or aggression, it's going to bite. It's going to strike. So, uh, I don't know. Well, the reason I bring that up is because when we get to the climax, people meet their demise. Mm -hmm. And I think this movie cheapens out a little bit of having Elijah Wood's character stabbed two or three times. Like, by the time she gets rescued, it seems like he's dead. And, hey, spoiler coming up, he's not. Yeah. And I guess what I'm asking is... If the narrative of the story is maybe everybody gets their comeuppance, everybody's deserving of their fate in this final act of the film, right? Mm -hmm. Dracula gets bit by a snake. He dies in the woods. Jane Levy gets shot in the head after having a throwing star to the face. Yep. Um, you know, committing acts of violence and murder. And the stepdad... I, or the dad. I, again. The dad is... I mean, he yeah, the dad, he just dies. I, I, you can say, yeah, he was an asshole to people, but yeah, he seemed like kind of a dick. Are we, are we talking karma? I Is think karma we, working its magic. We kind of are these because the stepmom who seemed like she was just a bored housewife, but didn't seem like a bad person. Yep. She's able to run away, literally run away and survive. Yeah. Haul an ass down the road. Yeah. And then like you're saying, Ruth survives and ultimately Tony survives, you know? So, it does seem very karmy. It's like you think you're getting shat on, which you could be, but as long as you don't turn into an asshole, you'll be better off for it. Oh, the other part too, with the with the stepmom. She's she runs to the police, you know, essentially. She's in the police in the cop shop and they're going through pictures of, you know, who done it. And then Ruth oh, comes yeah. up and she says, No, she wasn't a part of it. Okay, I was wondering if that was because they're saying like she was not like a direct uh, hostage taker, like she was there against her right. will, or that she wasn't there at all. Because I'm like, well, he, Tony's almost dead. Like he's there. You've he's well, you're gonna have to say like you were there. Right. The stepmom is vouching for her, saying right. she was not directly part of. Yeah, she, all she this wasn't mayhem. a bad person. Okay. That was my take. Because like you're saying, I mean, you can't just say she wasn't there because Tony got stabbed yeah. a bunch. She got hit in the face. Like, you can't say that she yeah. wasn't there. I mean, she was 100% there. It was, she wasn't a bad person. And look at that giant puddle of puke. Yeah. Does that look like somebody who knows what they're doing? Yeah. Who wanted to be in that this. That seemed like way more puke. I guess that's been in a lot of movies, too, of, of like, rookies, you know, greenhorns that are like, I'm going to commit crimes. And, you know, they kill somebody and throw up or see somebody get killed and they throw up. It's pretty solid. From our a movie rewrite standpoint, I really don't have a problem with the structure of this movie right. and its flow because I I think you got to interject some of this action and a little bit of mystery of what's going on and the realism. And like I can mention before, I'm not sure I'm on board with this ending because as it's wrapping up, like we see Ruth sitting in a chair enjoying a beer and she looks behind her and Elijah Woods like backlit there's smoke around him. We think he's dead. Yeah. And it pans out and he's freaking in front of a, gr like he's grilling. Yeah. He's grilling. It's pretty solid. And I was like, Oh man, I kind of thought, I was like, I kind of thought he would have died. Yeah. I kind of thought like the, maybe the end moral of the story is maybe I shouldn't have worried about this so much, but everything, uh, this movie wraps with everything is smelling roses for Ruth. Yeah. Like her actions and everything, like, no consequence whatsoever. Yeah. Nothing. Like, as far as we know, she's not getting sued. She, like, nothing. Yeah. This guy's able to get stabbed, lives, like, zero consequence for her. Yeah. Is that an interesting message for the end of this movie? I feel like there should be a consequence of some type for her going all rogue vigilante. And maybe... I would say, like, the Tony message... Tony dies as collateral damage. Well, I would say the message was, you can't just lay down and take it. Like, you got to stand up for yourself. And when you stand up for yourself, it's going right. to be messy, but you'll be better off for it. That was my take. Like you're saying, like, interesting. it's going to be messy, you know, you're going to have to fight, but as long as you do, good things will happen. And Tony survived. I think that's just supplementary. I, I enjoyed it, though. I like that little twist at the end, because I thought for sure, yeah, oh, he bled out. He done. He done, you know. But nope, stomach wounds, you know, you survive the longest with those, so. When it happened, I was like, ah, that's believable, yeah. you know, ish. I think, too, maybe this movie asks, at at what fights do you pick? Yeah. At what point? Is Daksha on your lawn? Is cutting the line? Like, where's... And, you know, it, going back to, like, God, I... Like, the Joker metaphor. At what point do you just break? Mm -hmm. And when you break, like, are you going to be able to handle what you're going to do next? 
right? Are you okay? It with isn't the worth it. Yeah. It, you know, we asked the question, well, what is she? And even the, st- even the dad asks her like, well, what are you going to say to my son? Mm-hmm. What could you possibly say? Like what, what's your end game here mm-hmm. of wanting of, of doing this? Like, yeah, what's the end it's, game? It's done. What do you want to do? Like to call him an asshole? Great. That's not going to change anything. He's will always be. Yeah. He clearly does not care. Disregard for anybody else. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. Is this, is this movie asking kind of like, maybe we should all follow the golden rule? I don't know if it's asking any questions. Let's go, let's go biblical and Jesus about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, how would, how would you like it if somebody was always cut in front of you at a grocery store? Would you do it? Right. What would your reaction be? Lay down and take it or speak up or do something? Well, Jesus always turned the other cheek. Oh, okay. Always turned the other cheek, Jake. (laughs) Get some religion. WWJD. Um. Exactly. <laughs> I'm. I am kind of glad this movie did not. Well, no, there was. They did go to church. There is some religion in this movie. That is true. I was about to say, I'm glad there's no religion. But I mean, it was so subtle. I basically forgot about it. It was in that realm, though, of like getting your stuff together. Like going to church was part of that. But I think it's. I. I take it more from the standpoint of having focus in your life. Uh, church. Church of any religion gives you structure, gives you, helps you focus, helps you sort of align everything, organize, you know, in my mind. That was my take. It wasn't, I didn't take it as preachy, like Christianity, like there was no, I mean, I would assume it'd be like Christian church, but I never got like the preachy, like, you know, this is a a Christian movie or something like that. Or like you're saying the golden rule or, you know. Turn the other cheek. I never got those vibes, but now that you say that, it does make sense. I mean, it's essentially like, be a good person. Well, I mean, Tony even prays before they go into the house to get right. the computer for strength, and she's kind of like, what in the hell are yeah. you doing, man? Like, What in the hell? I, and I, yeah, like, are, does God really need to be involved in this? Right. Like, we are, we are going back against somebody who did something that I perceive as being mean to me because I want my property back. So I think it's I don't know I think this movie it seems like it's commentary just on how uh human you know societies operate like with yeah. the the higher power sort of level thing and I can't give you the name of the movie but I think there's one or two others that I've seen with this kind of premise of you know assholes just doing what they want and somebody finally like yeah I'm done with that I don't I'm not going to take it anymore right I think this movie asks like well, what fights do you pick and how far are you willing to go yeah. on it? Like, if you're going to have this, and this might sound bad, like like I'm talking down, but if you're going to have this moral high ground, what's the end game of it? Yeah. That's cool. You can not like the person who lets their dog poop on their yard, but how do you confront that person? Like, do you rant and rave about it? Or do you like, hey, you know, I'd really appreciate it if. Right. Because, like, honestly, like, my, <laughs> me being vindictive sometimes, I would gather that up for a month. And then just go throw it on their yard. Right. I would follow them after their walk and go throw it on their yard and say, there it all is. Yep. But it's a time of, it's it's an energy waste too. It like, is. I'm taking the time to pick it up, to save it. Now walk it to a place. Well, not only that. Or I but, could have just picked it up and gotten yeah, rid of it. Yeah, ultimately you're you're expending emotional energy on this person. Like you're, yeah, it's fueling exactly. you and you're like, ah, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. What does it take away? I think this movie's ask some interesting questions yeah. and i think maybe you i mean with any movie people are going to identify with it somewhat not at all all the way mm-hmm. and this is one of the few that have like okay i get it that we've done with netflix that i'm on board with i think this is up there with one of my faves for sure of what we've watched so far yeah but, no i would agree this was uh it was a good watch i i could recommend it one thing though is the speed of it. And I think that was obviously on purpose too, to really showcase the, the mundaneness of everyday life, like pretty slow and boring. You don't really notice very routine. And then all of a sudden, I mean, just even our, in our real life, we think back like, Oh, we did blah, blah, blah. You know, we did what activity, how long ago was that? Oh, five years ago. Holy cow. Like, yeah, it feels like it's crawling, but, time yeah it it flies too 
once and you showcase that too with once they're like running around and doing stuff yeah i think this movie takes place in less than a week yeah i could see that because the first little bit of it like all the bad events like that's one day for her that's not like a week like that's a day maybe two so this movie take you know it's a short time period taking place within this movie of can we get a snapshot she feels like she's being just walked all over this isn't a new thing for her but now she's tired of it right and then in three days she takes care of it and her life gets messy and yeah collateral damage is done she steals a tiger from a yard a lone tiger. She does her silver war back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, el- and then some basic elder abuse. You know, it's all. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's all in the name of getting silverware back. Exactly. Objects. Because <laughs> I don't know. She brings up like existential crisis talking to a friend about. She's like, we all just turn to carbon. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna live. We're gonna and die. This is all pointless. We all turn to carbon. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nobody's gonna know me. Uh, you know, that's why that silverware is so important because nobody knows my grandma despite all the wonderful things she did for other people and going out of her way to make sure everybody had a, you know, a good life and stuff like yeah. she still died and no one remembers her but me. Yeah. And like, yeah. But then when I yeah, die, it's going to be it's gone. It's so crushing. Yeah, completely. And you're like, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yep. Life sucks. <laughs> and what is the point? Yeah. Is there a point? Once everybody's dead point? that knew you or knew, or you knew whoever, you know, who cares if nobody remembers? Have you ever read the Book of Mormon, Jake? I would really like you to read that. Book. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> let's get some. Let's get some real religion yeah. into this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, thank you. All right, man. Let's do some uh, review yeah. because give us a little bit more of a understanding of how some other people felt about this movie. 10 out of 10. She's a good bad. All I will say is you go girl and your bad self. I really did like this film. She's good in it. I like what she has to say. You should take a look. See, she is loud. I don't know what that means. Yeah, sure. Okay. 10 out of 10 on that one. Wow, what a great movie. Funny, smart, and gorgeous. Everything is good in this movie. Watch watch this movie. You won't be disappointed. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, okay. it's a decent. I mean, it's not... No specifics, but also you don't want to spoil anything, you know? Yeah, some of these get really, really long. It's like, I can't keep this short. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> this last 10 out of 10 is called LOL Funny, But I Have a Warped Sense of Humor. This started slowly, but I was laughing louder and more often as it went on. I got some chuckles, but man, I didn't find this thing to be a comedy. Yeah, me either. That's not my review. And while I don't like violence, I squint or close my eyes at violent scenes in normal movies. I laughed out loud at these. Hmm. Yeah. That's All right. very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> How bizarre. In fact, we went back and watched the bus scene again because... Oh, okay. Warp sense of humor and fat. Indeed, I. But there in is. In fact, we went back and watched the bus. What? There is satisfaction out of that. I can see that because that character was so terrible. He met an end that was fitting for how he was. Like, <sighs> crush a windpipe, man, get hit by dude, a bus. Seemed... You know. All the guy did was steal and do upper deckers. Man, he didn't deserve to like <laughs> trying to breathe and then die by bus. <laughs> So she never did get convicted of that, did she? Uh, We never heard anything about that. Again, no consequence. But even if the facts came out where she hit this guy in the windpipe and he stumbled in front of the bus, she's not directly responsible. It would have been self-defense. If anything, it would have been what? Self-defense. All right. Well, we'll see. Because he came into her house. Boom, right there, self-defense. Any action she would do. And all she did was hit him with the plastic, you know. It's not her fault that he, you know, he walked about trust. and he walked in front of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's all his yeah. fault. Okay. Anyways, oh, back to this <laughs> review. <laughs> in fact, we went back and watched the bus scene again before continuing because it was so hilarious. Not a small spoiler because you don't see it coming. Totally entertaining and will definitely recommend it to family and friends with a warped sense of humor. Not a spoiler because you don't see it coming. Well, that goes back to the scene at the bar in this movie of 
it's a spoiler if you've never seen it and you like yeah you don't see it coming but that's kind of the that's kind of the point that's the whole point of twists that's the yeah (laughs) yeah if you're telling somebody about something that you would have never seen coming that's still a spoiler like if you don't know anything about it it's still that's what a spoiler is isn't it (laughs) you become aware of things you You know what (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) oh people well, yep, I'm just saying. at this point, too, if you're in society and you don't understand how reviews work, if you're reading reviews before you're watching a movie, shame on you. You shouldn't be doing that. Well, I just now realize this next one I'm going to read has in red letters warning spoilers, but not all of them have that. So I don't know if that's something the reviewer can add to it or how that works, right. but... Uh, apparently you can add that you're going to spoil something. Yeah, but irresponsible. Having said that, yeah, this is a 1 out of 10 who says it's a warning, spoilers, but the title is Extremely Violent. So yeah. we go from it was funny, kind of violent, to this is extremely violent. Yeah. This movie starts off as a timid woman trying to get her stuff back after a burglary. It degenerates into a gore fest if murder and mutilation. Disgusting. Yes, they didn't put of murder. They put if murder and mutilation. Disgusting. So I guess the mutilation is the dude getting his hand shut off and the murder's just the murders. Yeah, they're pretty gory. So this gets a 1 out of 10 because it was too real. There was too much at the end. Yeah. I guess. People get shot. It's sure. really messy and stabbed. Gross. Uh, huh. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Some of these are just like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. Okay, this one out of 10. Why Botter, B-O-H-T-E-R? Why Botter? Can't make this shit up. Mm. <laughs> this movie has not a single good thing, not one. The actors, triad, but that's not Engal, E-N-G-H-O-U. To save this sorry mess by a long shot. Hmm. Yeah. One out of ten stars. Oh, thanks for your thoughts, buddy. Sometimes just don't write a review. Yeah. Uh, cat food, people. question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation. I blame the director for not knowing what type of movie they're trying to make. I did read that he kind of used his own personal experience. He did have a burglary. I can't confirm nor deny that this actually happened. Did have a burglary. His laptop was stolen and kind of the dismissiveness of the cops. If that's what to be your launching pad for a screenplay. Sure. Yeah, it seemed pretty I mean, Whatever realistic. works for you. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have to be like a million dollars were stolen from my house. It's as simple as a laptop. That's my property. I want it yeah. back. It's relatable. Yeah. Okay. So I blame the actor for not knowing what type of movie they're trying to make. What is the tone? It wasn't funny or suspenseful. Okay, so this person didn't find it funny at all. <laughs> or suspenseful. Or suspenseful. Interesting. Yeah, okay. It was just a series of shots and dumb dialogue. Oh, my God. Why do people write, serious. write things not, and not... It, not instead of series of shots. Oh, okay. I also blame the casting director. Everyone who auditioned got a part in this movie. It sucks. Most people should keep their opinions <sighs> to themselves. <laughs> Says the movie. Says podcast. the movie podcast should be just, thing. Yeah, should just shut the. These are just fun. To, these are just. These are just super duper duper fun, because you get like that really highfalutin sometimes on the five mm-hmm. or on the ten out of tens, and then the really couldn't spell their own name on the one. So right. you know, can't form a complete sentence. Oh, yeah. yep. Yeah. Let's hit that high ground with the five out of tens. This one's called cult film marred by bad ending. This has all the elements needed to become a cult favorite. Sadly, they didn't come up with a creative ending, so they settled for a template finale. Disappointing, but might be worth watching for the first two thirds. I I'm on. I I find that to be fairly. I accurate. would agree. Yeah, that's a decent, fair, fair review. Yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting end to this, and I think there could have been some more consequence, especially for her going all vigilante. Right. That maybe maybe stepping up doesn't always mean good things. Um, this one's a little bit longer, it's, but uh, it's entitled Beyond Mumblecore. If you can explain to me why it's entitled this, go for it. I have a few alternatives for this long-ass title. Perhaps the Antisocial Network? How about just simply I Hate You? That's what this film is about, essentially. 
good old-fashioned hatred has make I'm like is this guy named Macon has Macon Blair Macon Bacon Blair been hanging out too much with Jeremy Saliner? I don't know who that is. Yeah, me neither. This film is too gleefully misanthropic, and that has its negatives. The first half is just trash. I can't stand these two miserable characters and their stupid mission. But in the second half, all hell breaks loose. The blood and gore begin splattering. Ultimately, the film itself succumbs to its misery and goes all in. In a way, it's kind of intoxicating. So... I read this as this person finds this movie completely unrelatable. Yeah. Until it's a bunch of gore and then they're happier (laughs) with it. Okay. Yeah. I can, I like the gore. So I'm all with that. But if it's just normal people living their mundane lives, uh, boo. (laughs) So I can see that though. It's like, uh, this is just normal life. I don't care. Well, my li- my life's too good to, oh, that too. to relate yeah, to yeah. the common man. Yeah, I have such a great life. I don't want to be brought down. Yeah, I can see that. Dude, too. that lawyer did not deserve to have his hand blown off. What are yeah. you talking about? He's a pillar of Ooh. society. <laughs> Who has his own bodyguard, so I'm thinking more drugs. But... Right, something shady. Yeah, the movie doesn't make that really clear of what's going on with this guy. He's just rich. Very, very All right, rich. last uh, five out of ten. Starts off well, then goes rapidly downhill. Well acted, but after a promising start, goes rapidly downhill. The longer it went on, the less I cared about the characters. Don't waste your time. I don't know. I feel like you get more invested with these characters a little bit. What is Tony's story? Like, why is he all... Yeah, he's very unique. The way he is. And yeah, like, I just... Man, I don't know. This, I, this is a tough movie because I think... It deals with themes that most people can identify with, and I think that makes people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. When you watch this, and say you are the person that in the grocery store, if you knock something off the shelf and walk away, are you aware enough of your own actions to watch a movie like this? Be like, oh, maybe I do do that. Maybe I am an asshole. Maybe I can take the two seconds to pick up my mess just real quick because I have the opportunity to shop at a grocery store filled with anything I could possibly need. Yeah. I can at least pick up the one thing I dropped. Right. Just common courtesy. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that, right? No? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm too important, too busy. I guess what I'm asking people, I not what I'm asking. I think what this movie is asking is, hey, everybody, just take a look at what you're doing. How are you being? Yeah. Like, do we really need to be that lazy and shitty and just all around Selfish, asshole-like yeah. to people? Yeah, like, what is it, what does it get you in the long run? Right. Are you really that much happier? I I think this the argument could be made it doesn't really do that very well. Yeah. Or not enough. I think you got to do a little bit of looking as you watch this of identifying with some of these characters. Yeah. At some point you'd be like, okay, well, the second my finger gets broken stealing back my own silverware, the mission's off. I don't care. I will just beef up the security at my house and hope this person gets taken care of by karma. I don't need to intervene anymore. Right. I value my own health and life i don't need that yeah that's too much well that's what i was thinking too like what with this opening scene of the movie it's just like okay so did you lock your door or you just left it open (laughs) okay like why would you not lock your door well she actually doesn't want to take responsibility for that and be like oh i did it because we see in the first when she walks out on the porch we see that both doors are open and that confused me at first because I thought the party she was hearing was like literally like right next door. Like it was a shared apartment complex. Yeah. And then you, I realized later, no, it's a house. She's just got two doors that are essentially five feet apart. And she always leaves this one open all the time for some reason. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. So what if I left my door open? That doesn't give anybody the right just to come in and take whatever that they want. True. Like that is true. That's, that's not, but we're, to quote a joker, we live in a society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's shitty yeah. sometimes. That's the thing. It's like, if you're alive, like, if you've lived in this society, you know that you should probably lock everything up. <laughs> Just lock everything <laughs> up. <laughs> Just be safe. Oh. Unfortunately. No. Yeah. People are terrible everywhere. Don't ever... Yeah think for a second that anything is safe despite where you're at yeah so 
Uh, you 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 want to know how bad that can actually get? You want a little story? You want a little story, sure. Jake? A little story? Okay. So, speaking as the uh, non-practicing Mormon person anymore, uh, when you go to the temples, you know you got to change out of clothes to go into your super special clothes. Oh, I didn't know that. There are lockers. There are lockers there that lock. Oh, okay. And I remember like people was asking like, well, if you guys are like super religious, like why do you have to worry about anything being stolen? Yeah. Well. I've listened to somebody talk about that where, or you can go on, you can go on the internet and look up articles of people have been caught stealing credit cards out of temple lockers. Yeah. And using them. Yeah. So even within like a super religious place, right. like people are still a shit. Yeah. Humans are inherently greedy. Yeah. So what hope do we have for the average person who just wants to walk down the street when. Right. Yeah, and something that's supposed to be so sacred and special, people are still acting that shit. Right. Now, that is a good question because as a just average person, I'm just trying to live life and get through my day every day. I don't want to make waves. Yeah, exactly. I just want to be here. I, I like the golden rule. I like to not be a shitty person because I don't want somebody to be shitty to me. I like that. That's how I yeah. tend to try to operate. And then I am an asshole and I feel bad later. <laughs> That's what confession is for. Go cleanse your soul. Well, it's like you're saying, too. It's just like something you could have a bad day. Somebody could piss you off. like, and just Or you're late to something and you know it's ultimately your fault because you didn't schedule. That's a big one for me. And I'll be frustrated that things are taking too long. Well, and I think some of us are find it difficult to take charity or kindness. Have you ever been like in a drive-thru and the person ahead of you bought whatever you were buying? You know, that whole, like, pay it oh, forward pay it kind forward of thing. movement. And, like, yeah, like, it happened to me once, and I rolled up to the one, and they're like, oh, they, the person have you got it. And, like, my first thought is, fuck. <sighs> I got it. Now, am I obligated to do this to someone else? I mean, yeah. No one will know. No one, you know what I mean? Like, the person who bought it and me and this cash year right now are the only ones who will ever know this event is happening. Mm -hmm. What is my obligation now? Like, it's just moral. Do I let yeah. it weigh on my soul or do I just do it? Like, what? Do, oh, yeah. God. That is true. We start this thing and I'm like, oh, But man. I don't really want to participate. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I'm. <laughs> I didn't ask to be a part of this. <laughs> well, and it, my thing, too, is like, because it's monetary, I'm like, okay, cool. But I mean, not cool at the same time. I'm one of those guys when I was living in Montana, I would go, you know, shovel snow for the more elderly people in the neighborhood because it's right. like shoveling snow right do i want compensation for it no do i need to be have a medal no like it's just something it's just something nice to go right. do you don't have to do it for the recognition and like you're saying with food when it comes to paying it forward buying somebody's meal i'd rather put my money towards people actually in need and donate money to the food bank there not somebody go. that yeah, clearly can afford to eat because they're coming through the drive-thru like well you know and I don't know what it was, but say it was Starbucks. If I'm fucking going through oh, Starbucks and yeah. the person ahead of me is going through Starbucks, well, congratulations, dude. You just bought, you spent 20 bucks on two people. Yeah, go put that extra 10 into a food bank. Yeah. Yeah, uh, good point. Yeah. Be better with your money. Yeah. Think about people clearly I don't need, need it if yeah, I'm there. Absolutely. Or, yeah. or go to the, go give your money directly to a homeless person. They're, you know, they're there pretty easy to find. There's plenty of them. <laughs> you know, they're clearly in more need than somebody that's driving a vehicle, buying Starbucks or buying fast food. Yeah. You know? Yeah, obviously. So how good did you really do to brighten somebody's day by buying their McDonald's? Right. Yeah. Well, it, I think it's exactly what you're saying. It's not so much about the other person. It's more about you. You get to feel good about you. I did good today. Yeah. Yeah. But did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you man this 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 uh episode turned into like almost philosophical slash religious yeah it was pretty but it is it does make sense some dangerous waters yeah. i mean that's pretty much the the point of the movie too i mean with with the start of it like what's the point of all of this what's the point of any of this we're all just carbon that's a good point yeah that's why it's frustrating reading some of these reviews because like i don't know if you got it i don't yeah know if you understood what I mean, the movie can only hold your hand so much before you have to identify with or 
at least understand some of it. That's all this movie's asking, right. I think. But, I mean... What can you do today to be a better person to everybody in general, for yourself? We've watched, and then you've read so many reviews of so many movies <laughs> that the one thing I can take from it is that a lot of people can watch the same exact thing and not understand anything that they watch. Oh, we've done all. that together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like... Come up with different interpretations yeah. of it or... So when people are just like, this is dumb. There's nothing here. I'm like, fair. You know, that was your interpretation. <laughs> As they push their cart into a parked yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that this movie. It's so boring and stupid. Yeah, this has no point. But I'm willing to let the wind take this cart and smash it into someone's hard-earned property. Yeah, because I cannot be bothered to walk this back. Yeah. But if it happened to me, you're damn right I would throw a fit about yep. it. But it's not happening to me, so I don't care. Yep. Exactly. But what if it did, Jake? That's the question this is asking. What if it did? Yeah. What if it did? What if? if you don't want your car, car being smashed, don't smash someone else's. Golden rule, baby. Golden rule. All right, Jake. Well, I'm glad we were able to talk about I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I think it was an interesting idea and movie. It was a decent movie. Yeah, I think anybody who watches it, you definitely want to watch it till the very end because it has some interesting kills. Yeah. And I think it plays into the realism a little bit. So uh, I, I think watch it, enjoy it, maybe do some deep diving of your own soul of how you uh, interact with your fellow human. Yeah. But uh, as for a movie rewrite, I think we're going to call it a podcast. Any Anything else, Jake? No, I think you uh, covered it all. All right. Well, may Jesus be with us all <laughs> and that we can all be better people. <laughs> uh, take care, everybody. We'll talk to you later. is just they're disgusting they're disgusting the, f the fucking taking do you know what I mean yeah but Ruthie I mean you gotta stop and taking is mine you're gonna make yourself sick you've got it better than a lot of people you know that right but everyone is an asshole not everyone. Yes, in dildos. That's yes. not true. That is not true. Faces. Ruthie.